You're listening to Racing World, brought to you by Perspective Group. It's your motorsport podcast show in conjunction with Race Control Magazine. Well, welcome to another edition of Racing World. And this time we're looking at Detroit Race 1. Another one tomorrow, of course, but by the time you see this show, race one has happened. And boy, oh boy, did it have plenty in it. Don't quite know where to start on this, but let's just look at Detroit for a second. It's a temporary street circuit, kind of on a park, on an island, whatever you want to call, Belle Isle. A mixture of concrete and asphalt surfaces, so grip is of a premium at times. Track does rubber up, there's a lot of other categories there, Indy Lights, um, Innsman GTP series so there's a lot of different types of rubber that also go into the surface but it provides variable grip across the track very demanding turns quite high speeds lots and lots of bumps partially due to the weather that Detroit gets over the winter period where it snows and does really bad things to asphalt um, it, it, it has it all but when we look at today's race what happened new winner that's seven race winners out of seven races this year all different names. First time that's happened since 2017 that we've had that. It is now a new record for individual race winners at the start of a season, seven of them. And of that, four of them, yes that's right, four are first time winners and they all come from seven different countries. So it just shows you right now where IndyCar is placed. It's as competitive as it's ever been. And this championship season will certainly, certainly go to the wire. So anyway, looking more at today. Race winner, new time winner, as I've just said, Marcus Ericsson. Welcome to the winner's circle. Uh, As they say, Chip likes winners. So Chip's got another winner. Three of his prime drivers of the four, because we can't really count TK and Jimmy Johnson, but the three prime drivers, Alex Blau, Scott Dixon, and now Marcus Ericsson have all won for Chip this year, making Chip and Ganassi Motorsport one of the teams to beat as a team. However, there is still plenty more to come. So the first thing we did today is we sat across the Zoom press conference and we were able to catch up with the race winner, Marcus Ericsson. Yeah, I think the field now, just the depth of it is incredible. I, I think there is at least 18 drivers that can win a race this year, maybe even 20. Uh, and I, I don't think there is another championship in the world that can say that. So I think the, the, the quality of this field and the depth of this field is just amazing. And I think it also shows that some people, they can win one day and be P22 the next day on pure pace because it's so tough and tight that if you don't get everything right, you can be in the back of the queue. And I think that's something that drives all of us drivers to get the best out of ourselves and teams. And I think it's really cool. I, I love that. You know, we... Us drivers, you know, that we're battling out out there on, on track. And Marcus, something that I'm quite interested in, it's been a long time for you in between race wins, uh, way back in, when you were racing in Europe. What's it do to the confidence level in terms of, you know, knowing that you're capable of delivering, but it's a long gap between those victories? I think you, you, you definitely lose some confidence, but that's the thing. You need to be mentally strong and believe in yourself and believe in your abilities. And I've I've done that. I've been strong, and that's been one of my strengths. I think that I've been having good mental strength. But it's for sure, it's, it's tough. You know, it w- I think it would be tough for anyone to go eight years without winning a race when that's what you do. You know, it's, you, 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 you work your. My job is to win races, and I haven't done it for eight years. Of course, it's, it's going to take a toll on you. 
Well, Ericsson's certainly looking pretty comfortable after uh, racing out there. 80 degree temperatures, so in uh, Celsius, that's, you know, well into the 30s or, or certainly the high 20s. So quite demanding, plus the circuit, plus the closed cockpits. It, it had it all in that sense. So it was just a, an, another one of those races. Two major things obviously happened in the race. There was the Rosenquist accident, which we'll talk about more shortly, and then the Grosjean one at the end, which paid a price for Will Power. Will leading that race pretty much I think to the finish um, it would have been a major for something to have happened to have eliminated him from that red flagged the race and then the dreaded it would not start and poor Will Power dropped a whole bunch of places naturally frustrated so desperate for a win this year cruel yes uh, racing yes uh, but you know at the end of the day the results are in the book so big big blow for the Penske team still yet to get on the board this year as well one that has been doing quite well and just gradually creeping up the points now and well within the threat window for a championship, Ed Carpenter Racing, Renus VK. You know, you would have thought back a few months ago, back in the pre-test at, at Indy where he smacked the car into the wall and that, well, OK, this kid's still got a long way to go. He's taken a race win. He's now constantly on the podium or, you know, a podium threat. And, uh, you know, he could become a, a championship contender. And this is a very big thing for Ed Carpenter Racing, considering Renus is the only one that's really doing the whole season, both ovals and the road course events, whereas the boss, Ed, is only does the ovals, and then Connor Daly's there for bits and pieces. So, anyway, we had the chance to catch up with Renus VK. P2, uh, second podium this year. So, very happy. Uh, you know, first time on Detroit, crazy track. And, uh, yeah, made some cool moves. Ballsy, and uh, no, just um, just very happy. Good start, and uh, got another race tomorrow. Hopefully, I can climb a uh, climb uh, a lion in the fountain. Would be nice. But uh, no, awesome car, uh, awesome engine. So uh, thank you to Chevy and the team at Carpenter Racing. Onwards then to the Kiwis, or the first of the Kiwis, uh, Scott Dixon led the race for quite some time, was kind of looking good, was on the verge of the pit stop window, it's been a, a bit of a subject over recent weeks, pit when Dixon pits, but the last two times when Dixon pits actually hasn't been the time to pit, so they're on a bit of a slump in terms of just how luck, strategy, call it what you like, has played out for them, but for Scott... Salvaged some points again today, but it's salvage mode. It has dropped them down the championship order a little bit. Tough day for the number nine, but they'll be back again tomorrow. Dixon won there last year. We know he's more than capable. Yeah, definitely a rough day. Uh, I think we had the car to beat at the start of the race and the strategy that we were on. Um, you know, we went the alternate way. I think we had almost a 20 second lead, and then obviously with uh, the big caution. Uh, glad that, you know, hopefully Felix is doing okay. Uh, that was a big hit, but uh, yeah, once we got to the reds, pushed really hard, pushed too hard, I think, and burnt the rears off. We passed a few cars, uh, but then dropped like a rock, and uh, that made the, the rest of the strategy a bit, uh, bit tough for us today. Good restart on the last one, and able to gain uh, three or four stops. Uh, big congrats to, to Marcus, cool to see him get, us, uh, get that win today, and, and uh, it's great for the team, three of our cars have the win, so excited for him. For Dixon, one of his teammates, Alex Palau, now championship leader, still. Uh, first time visit ever to Belle Isle, so it was a, a big learning curve for Alex. Suffered the sixth place grid drop for the uh, uh, engine change that wasn't approved prior to the Indy 500. Started right at the back, pretty much. Um, but at the end of the day, came away with points and still has the championship lead. Race one done here at Detroit. Uh, it was a really tough one. I think one of the toughest we had so far, uh, just because we, we couldn't really find the speed. But uh, 
Um, yeah, we learn a lot for sure. Um, we'll, we have another chance tomorrow, so it's a new day tomorrow. I'm sure we can get the number 10 American Legion up there. Um, and it was a good day for the team. Uh, first win for Marcus, I think they, uh, the number eight, they've been always up there fighting, but uh, they didn't have the luck. And it's amazing to see him winning the first IndyCar race. So um, yeah, let's see if we can win that race tomorrow. Righto, on to the interesting ones now. Joseph Newgarden coming out of the pit lane, the dreaded, not all the wheels are on. Uh, it just goes down laps, uh, takes Newgarden out of the equation. This is one of those seasons that's not proving to be too good for Newgarden. But as I've said before, we're halfway. Things can happen still. There's some big circuits coming up. Um, there's, there's a lot of things that can play into hand, but certainly wasn't a good day for Newgarden. Hey, everybody. Uh, just finished up race one for the weekend. Uh, we uh, basically clawed our way back to a top 10, finished 10th on the day. Um, felt like we had a winning car, no doubt. I think we had the fastest lap. Uh, just had a um, one mistake early on in the race, went a lap down, and then just tried to recover. Luckily, we caught a yellow uh, around lap 20, 22. Uh, was able to get back on the lead lap, started the back, and then work our way up to 10. So, uh, all in all, pretty pleased. You know, I think that's a that's a good day for us going a lap down. Um, but obviously, we want more, so we got to come back tomorrow and be a little better. And I think we have the car to do it. We got the team to do it. Uh, we just gotta you know, hustle and make it happen. So we'll see you guys then. Staying with the Penske boys now and another Kiwi, Kiwi Scott McLaughlin. Uh, tough start to the weekend yesterday in practice, only a few laps in and uh, found that you can't really ride the curbs like you would a supercar and uh, paid the price for that a little bit and ended up missing out most of that practice session, which was very, very valuable considering there was only one practice session at Belle Isle. Gets into the race today, just got kind of tangled up and uh, once again a little bit of front suspension damage cost him time in the pit area big learning phase for McLaughlin but you just will not rule this Kiwi out that's for sure uh, yeah first uh, Detroit race um, obviously on the back foot from yesterday but uh, yeah, qualified a little bit down the back but we are, we're having a pretty strong race I think we we're sort of on aggregate sort of around 10th on that final stop and then I uh, just made a mistake across the bump and uh, hit the wall broke it toe link and um, and we were sort of out from there, so took a couple of laps, but uh, learned plenty for tomorrow. It's pretty hard this place. It's uh, one of the, it's one of the hardest days I've had for a long time. So um, in terms of physically, physically and mentally, and and uh, it's just been a hard weekend. So um, yeah, onwards and upwards from here. Just gonna keep pushing on. Uh, PPG car looks good. It feels good. Hopefully qualify a bit better and just need that tomorrow. Staying with what seems to be an ever-growing list of first-time visitors to Belle Isle, Roman Grosjean, our Formula One fan, star, superhero, call him what you like. But this guy has turned heads this year, was fantastic at Indy Grand Prix. Uh, I think he's a bit of a sentimental crowd favourite after all the events that happened to him in the last part of last year. Just a great guy, performing very well for the Dale Coin Racing team. But at the end of the day, he also made contact with the concrete wall. First day in Detroit on, uh, very good qualifying, third uh, on the grid, which, um, which was amazing, uh, not knowing the track and then the race. Uh, we did struggle a bit more with the balance, but uh, we hang in there and uh, at the restart of the red flag, we were looking good. Um, got a nice overtaking move on, on Simon Pagenaud, but um, sadly we touched and it got a puncture. And after that, we uh, we were running last and I was trying to find some pace for tomorrow, discovering the track and uh, was a bit optimistic and um, ended up in the wall. But um, all in all, I think the qualifying was very good and then in the race we just need to, um, to improve a little bit the car uh, to uh, be better tomorrow. 
And then, of course, the earlier incident that happened in the race, which brought out the red flag. We were in a red period for some 78 minutes while the track fencing was repaired. Uh, barriers were moved. The whole concrete barrier moved. The tyre barrier did an absolutely awesome job uh, in helping Rosenquist out. Bearing in mind, you can't have a safer barrier at a temporary street course. They just can't be built that way. Uh, but we got to get a medical update from the IndyCar medical team. Felix is doing fine. Uh, as you know, he crashed uh, in turn six. He is conscious and alert the entire time, never lost consciousness. He was talking the entire time, was having some soreness, but uh, had no loss of sensation anywhere, no loss of function. We uh, were able to get him out of the car and uh, bring him into the infield care center uh, just for a preliminary evaluation. And again, the entire time he's been stable and vitals have been good. We're sending him downtown to the hospital for some uh, advanced imaging and more definitive evaluation. So all in all, it's changed the nature of the championship a little bit at the moment. Pato Award now leapfrogs ahead of Dixon. Dixon's got threats from behind as well. So uh, the race two tomorrow is really big. You've got to come away with points again. These guys are starting to play the points percentage game. Races halfway, well, yeah, you must score all the time. There's some road course events coming up. Road America, tremendously fast race course. Mid-Ohio at Dixon Track. We've got a new... Uh, street course in Nashville. There's a variety of tracks to come. Overlook Gateway, rounding out the season at Long Beach, back on the streets again. So you must be consistent right now. But this championship has just got so many twists and turns in it. Uh, we saw that with Alio taking out a four-time win. We've seen it today with Marcus Ericsson taking out his first win for the Husky Chocolate Chip Ganassi Racing Team. It's just fantastic. And it says, again, what IndyCar is all about. If you're not a fan of IndyCar, then you're kind of better need to be because there is so much more racing to come this season. I'd also like to say at this point in time, thanks so much to Benjamin at Talk Motorsport New Zealand for supporting the show and being able to uh, use this as an outlet on his website and his weekly updates. And also the team at CRC Motorsport TV3. Thank you so much for uh, sharing our pages and, and sharing these videos now. The more we get the message out, the more we'll be able to find for you. Thanks also to IndyCar for helping us out on every single race and getting these drivers for you. There's a lot of effort going on to make this, but we're really, really enjoying it. So thanks, guys. There'll be more tomorrow. Race two at Belle Isle. The team's wrapped up at about 6 o'clock tonight when racing was finished, qualifying first thing in the morning at 9 o'clock in the race at midday. So she's full on, and we'll have that show for you in our next show, Belle Isle Part 2. Until then, take care out there, and remember, COVID, be smart. Yeah.